It is our final episode in our Bucking the System season, which has been a blast. I have loved the guests I've been able to have on with me. I've learned a ton. I hope you've learned as much as I have. And we're going to wrap it up with a bang today. We are going to talk about how to bring essential oils into your everyday homestead preparedness and give your home medicine cabinet a boost. So I already chatted with Amy Fuel, the amazing herbalist on a previous episode of the season. And we talked a lot about herbs and tinctures and how to use herbs and how to know which one to use for what sort of ailment. And there's this other side of plant medicine that I'm actually more familiar with than herbs, and that is essential oils. And I'm very excited to have one of the foremost essential oil experts on with me today. He's also a very, very good friend of mine that I've known for quite a long time. You're probably familiar with him. It's Dr. Eric Zielinski, and he is the author of the national bestseller, The Healing Power of Essential Oils, and his brand new book, The Essential Oils Apothecary, which hits the shelves in September of 2021. Dr. Z has pioneered natural living and biblical health education since 2003. He's trained as an aromatherapist, a public health researcher, and a chiropractor, and he started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 with his amazing wife to help people learn how to use natural remedies like essential oils safely and effectively. And he has helped so many people, you guys. And the thing I love about Dr. Eric is that he is not affiliated with any one particular essential oil company. So sometimes we get hung up in the weeds when we talk about oils, about this company, that company, he is completely unaffiliated. And so he is all about just research-based essential oil education. And he gives science and data to back up everything he recommends. And so I trust Eric. I love his recommendations. And you are going to get so much good stuff out of today's episode. So grab your pen and paper, and here we go. You're listening to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast, where ambitious people master the art of returning to their roots. Have you found yourself disenchanted with society or wishing you could opt out of the rat race? Perhaps you're craving a life that's meaningful and tangible, a life where you can create and produce instead of merely consume. I'm Jill Winger, best-selling author and longtime homesteader. Over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of families create more connection, grow amazing organic food, and find the ultimate fulfillment through an old-fashioned lifestyle. And I can do the same for you. Now, on to our episode. Hey, Dr. Z. Welcome. Super excited to get to chat with you today. Well, Jill, I am beyond blessed. Absolutely honored to be on the show. And just, we're going to talk about so much, so much stuff today. And, and I'm just, I'm just excited. I mean, we've, we've been doing this now for how long together? So it's like a first time. I, I think the first time oh. that you've been on that side of the microphone. So it's like, this I is cool. So. I'm yeah. being interviewed by Jill. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I alluded to this a little bit in the intro guys, but Dr. Z and I go back, I think it was 2014 or 13. Yeah. maybe. Four, yeah. yeah. And I remember he had I got this email from this guy and he's like, let's get on a phone call. And I just knew instantly that we could create some really cool things together. And so some of you, if you go way back with the Prairie Homestead, you remember the essential oil revolution summits and um, how big of a deal that was. And Eric and I created that together and it was super fun. And it was really groundbreaking at that point in time on the internet. Like it 
those were new and fresh and it was the biggest essential oil summit. So we have, we go way back and I've been wanting to have Eric on the podcast for a long time. And this season I think is a perfect time to start talking about essential oils and how we can incorporate those into our everyday preparedness. There's so much to be said, Jill, about that event and how it catapulted my first book, The Healing Power of Essential Oils. And like we just talked about before we got on the show, you know, there, there is no lack of essential oil 101 information. And it's great. We need it. But we can't keep on, you know, painting the fence the same color again. It's basically what we're doing. And, and so, you know, when I went through this just, I guess, evolution and growth, really since our first event that we did together now, what, seven years ago, yeah. it, it dawned on me, like, what do people really need? What do I need? What does the world need? And then COVID hit. And then next thing you know, I'm stuck in forced quarantine and like all the dots connected. It's like, why, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about this, but why really, why really was the world knocked to its knees because of yeah. COVID? And, and the answer quite frankly, is because the world was sick and is sick. 50% of our nation is clinically obese. When you look at the data, 98% of all people dying of COVID have obesity, diabetes, heart disease. Now, a year and a half ago, now a year ago, everyone's talking about pre-existing comorbidities. And now it became something like, okay, chronic disease became a real big issue because that's really what made people afraid of now, healthy people aren't really afraid of getting sick by and large. And so it just dawned on me, like, we really, really aren't well. I mean, you look at the data, you look at the statistics of your likelihood of developing obesity once you get diabetes and then cancer and Alzheimer's. It's like, there is no hope for most people. And I don't believe that. I believe there is hope. And I believe God's designed our body with a wonderful ability to heal itself. We just got to do our part. So that's really why this is so timely because yes, we've covered the 101 info. There's great blogs. I have books on that. You have great stuff on your website, but okay, now let's get to the nitty gritty. Like how do we actually be well now? How, how do we stop yeah. this true pandemic, this true epidemic? And we go, I mean, it was kind of ambitious of a project, but we go through everything from erectile dysfunction to fatty liver and Parkinson's. Like, let's go yeah. through and let's the research. I got 50 pages of references from the citations of the research studies. And I preface that like this ain't, you know, Eric coming up with stuff out of his hat. Like this is right. evidence-based stuff. And so I'm so glad for the opportunity to share this because I know this is going to help people because it's helped so many of your readers and my followers over the years. Absolutely. Um, and so listeners, I got to see a very preview copy of Eric's new book. It's called The Essential Oils Apothecary. And it really caught my attention the minute I opened up the document, because like Eric said, essential oil 101 was needed, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. And now most of you, I would say, maybe with a few exceptions, but you guys know how to use lemon, lavender, and peppermint, and you know how to make <laughs> your homemade toilet cleaner, and you know how to use it for perfume. Um, but what I have found, there's a really big gap. And especially when we're talking about our theme of bucking the system and taking charge of our uh, food and our healthcare and just being more prepared, like how do we get that into that deeper level of health and give ourselves that better foundation? And there's these chronic diseases that plague so many people across the globe. And there's not a lot of essential oil info out there that teaches us how to help our bodies heal. Um, and so this book is going to be awesome. It's going to be coming out um, September of 2021. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. September okay. 7th. So we're a little early, but I wanted to have him on anyway, because it fit just really well with our, with our theme. So um, Eric, just to kind of get started, can you give the audience a little bit of kind of a compare contrast with 
essential oils versus, versus herbs. Cause we had a really great herbalist on the show a couple episodes ago. Um, good info, but I, you know, they, I feel like they each have their place. Can you talk a little bit about that? Wonderful, wonderful question because herbs are fantastic. And I preface that to say herbs are wonderful for a lot of reasons, for culinary purposes, for healing. Yet, let's put things into perspective though, is, is that an herb, a dried herb, or even a fresh herb can never have the true medicinal effect as an essential oil by virtue of concentration. And so it's not a competition. It's a complementary. And I want to stress that because my mother-in-law is an herbalist and I have close yeah. friends that are herbalists, right? But the reality is nothing on the planet has the therapeutic medicinal effect like an essential oil. Why? Because it's concentrated, steam distilled. And so I love herbs and that they're natural. And here's the thing, I got to be tongue in cheek. Essential oils are only natural in the fact that they're extracted from plants, but you're not going to walk into your rose garden and see a pool of rose. I mean, please, please, I'm being very, I'm not being like sarcastic. I'm being serious. It takes roughly three pounds of lavender flowers just to get one itty bitty bottle of lavender. Now, what does that mean? Go to your, go to your garden and, and just pick up a lavender blossom. It's lighter than air. It's hard to even conceptualize three pounds of that. That's what I'm saying. It's concentrated. So when I'm talking about helping people balance blood glucose, and I'm trying to help people prevent and treat diabetes, which by the way, cinnamon bark has been shown clinically to help increase insulin sensitivity, help increase, um, um, well, help balance blood sugar and help people with food cravings. One drop of cinnamon bark can have the same effect as up to like two teaspoons or a tablespoon of, of cinnamon bark powder. So that's what we're talking about. It's just medicine. And the reality is this is medicine that's been deeply rooted, not only in tradition, but deeply rooted in science. And Jill, the more that I do research, the more that I'm shocked at how little we've even been taught about this stuff. Like this is stuff that we should learn in school. You know, in World War One, during World War One, World War II, combat medics, before the advent of the antibiotic and before these neosporin creams, what do you think they use in their in their medic kits? They use essential oils to combat gangrene. We're talking like in war. Yeah. Lavender, tea tree, lemongrass, clove, oregano. Like this was medicine. And then medicine, you know, pharmacists came and said, hey, we got a better solution. You don't want to smell like pizza. You don't want mess. You don't want this. Here's a shiny white pill. We call it the antibiotic. And the mid 40s, if you, for history buffs, that's when everything changed. And that's also when we see the advent of dial soap and the antibacterial movement. And that's also when we see a steady and rapid increase in autoimmune conditions, Alzheimer's, dementia, and there's so much more. It's like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look at the, 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 the data and look at the charts and be like, wow, that's interesting. Like we didn't deal with this stuff before. Well, right. now we do. And why? Yeah. yeah. And I think this audience, maybe more than a lot of audiences understands the beauty of good dirt and letting things not be completely antibacterial all the time and yes. the appreciation for, you know, being outside and all that, the healthy, the healthy bacteria. So absolutely. Um, the history to me is always one of the most interesting parts when we start to see the industrialization of antibiotics or how mm -hmm. our food supply changed and how the diseases came in. I, I always find the history timeline fascinating. Well, here's something I, your, your listeners will really appreciate. And this scares me. I mean, it actually scares me. And between us, and, and don't tell my publisher, <laughs> uh, we had a little bit of a riff. We had a little bit of a riff because I included something in the Alzheimer's and dementia chapter that they didn't want me to include. And what I included was research 
research from Oxford University journals. Again, we're not talking some hippie new age research. Mm -hmm. Oxford talking about the cases of Alzheimer's and dementia skyrocketing in communities and countries that are sanitized or hypersanitized. Yeah. Right. What's that mean? The cleaner you think your country, your your countertops, the cleaner we are, the more likelihood, more likely we are to develop Alzheimer's and dementia, essentially because of the bacteria imbalance. And our brain has a microbiome. Our skin has a microbiome. Our gut. We've all heard about leaky gut and all this stuff. But the reality is the cleaner we are, the sicker we're getting. And my, my, my publisher is like, well, hey, doesn't that go against the, the guidelines of saying we have to hand sanitize everything, we have to clean? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm not arguing. I'm not saying don't listen to your favorite doctor, whatever.com. But what I'm saying is the research is proven. The more sanitized our, our society is, the more likely we are to develop serious neurocognitive design decline. And Alzheimer's is like the top five cause of death. So it's like, wow, we're cleaning ourselves to death. And so I love, I love looking at your blog, Jill. I love looking at your, your Facebook. I mean, really you convict me because I'm, I'm a, I'm a wannabe, like a lot of your followers. I'm an urban homesteader, my kids, I get it. But I look at you and I'm like, you know what? Whenever I see pictures of your kids, all dirty and grimy, and I see the animals inside the house, it it, seriously, it convicts me. It's like God saying, Hey, Hey, get the kids out. Like I just throw the kids outside. I'm like, go outside, get dirty, whatever. Come back when you're bloody or when you broke something like we got to get that back. And I want to thank you because you really, just by virtue of you sharing your life, you remind us that, hey, I get it. Not everyone can be blessed to have a a homestead, but us urban dwellers, we need to get out there a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. For our health. That's our immune system, y'all. Like, please, this is like, this is what protects us from viral, bacterial, fungal threats. This is what gives our body what our body needs to be healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I feel like, you know, we, the pendulum always swings and that's what you just see over and over. And, you know, we swung so hard when we got, when yes. as a culture, we got so excited about things being clean because, you know, there was a time in history when people didn't understand that bacteria did cause problems. So they yes. would go do an autopsy and then go deliver a baby and they couldn't figure out why the babies died. So we came from that world, which was extreme in its own right. And then we swung all the way over here to let's bleach everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, let's bring it back guys, bring it back in the middle. Middle's good. <laughs> So yeah, it makes so much sense. This might make your blood curdle, but the more that I've been really doing a lot of these interviews and things as I've been promoting my book. And I share that because every time I I do one, I always learn something from the host and I get something. It's like God put something in me. The last couple of days, it really hit me hard about this new revelation that might anger some people, but I'm saying it because it it, it will still in you that homesteader attitude. Let's do it ourselves. Big business knows how your body works and they're taking advantage of you. And what are the three things that we see them? Taste, smell, and sex. Look mm-hmm. at how we're marketed. Yeah. That's why we're yeah. so, our, our lust, our lust, and I use that word lust for smell. Your clothes shouldn't smell like anything three days after it comes out of the dryer. That's a chemical surfactant that's put on the in the chem in, in the detergent so these chemicals will stay and now you're putting that on your skin same thing for food our ancestors never had high sugary fatty foods like we have now it's again our lust our craving for tasty things our craving for smell and for sex too and so it's like when you look at these primal instincts primal instincts 
it's like they've really taken advantage of us. They really yeah. have. And that's why all these extra flavors and all these extra smells. And ultimately what's happened is people get that quick high. It's like an addict. You get that quick high immediately, but you look back and like, at what cost, what has it done to my family? What has it done to my health? And, and at first it might piss you off. You might get angry. It might be like, you know what? Okay. I get their game. No big deal. It's a fair market. Let them do what they do. But I'm smarter than that. And that's when I've systematically have changed my life. And that's why I love what you do, because we're telling people to systematically change their life. But like you said, this is so far beyond making your own body care and cleaning products. Like how deep does this go? How self-sustaining do we need to be? And I'll tell you, wherever everyone's at, wherever you are, and I know we agree on this, Jill, we're just trying to get to the next level, you know? I'll never get to your level, Joe, quite frankly. I don't want to get to your level. I love it. But you know what? I love my level. And I look at people look at me like, wow, I wish I could do it. You can. We'll help you. Whatever level you want, you get. But there's a lot of stuff I learned from you. Like, oh, that's cool. That's a little trick that I could use, right? But anyway, be inspired. And hopefully from this chat and all the wonderful episodes that you've done, people can get these little things like, yep. I got my power back. And that's all it is, y'all. It's power being stripped from us. Even if it's growing your own tomatoes in your one-bedroom apartment, that's power. It's like the fulfillment of being able to do something. Even it's making your own hand sanitizer, making your infection roll on so you don't need to run to Neosporin. Or next time your kid gets 105 temperature or 104 temperature, you know what to do. Yes. Like, oh, wow. I am self-sustaining. I'm not at the mercy, and I'll end with this because I'm preaching here. I'm not at the mercy of every aspect of my life being outsourced to big gov, big biz, big pharma, big everything. Start to take some of that back. And you know what? It's a life worth living. Hey friend, I'm interrupting this episode for just a sec to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Greenhouse Megastore. After a ton of research last year, as we were trying to figure out how on earth to build a greenhouse that could withstand our harsh Wyoming weather, we stumbled across Greenhouse Megastore and they were a game changer. Not only do they have an incredible number of greenhouse kits ranging from large to small and everything in between, they also carry low tunnels, cold frames, hoop houses, shade cloth, and even easy to ship polycarbonate panels, that's the greenhouse plastic panel, if you wanna build your own structure from scratch. If you're looking to extend your growing season and grow more food this year, they will be your go-to resource. Head on over to theprairiehomestead.com greenhouse to shop and be sure to use code homestead when you check out to save 10% on your order. Plus, all orders over 99 bucks ship for free. Now, back to our episode. The empowerment piece is, I think, the piece that got my attention when I started. And that's, it's so, it's so valid because like you said, you don't have to move to Wyoming and get a milk cow to have that. Nope. And you can just, I always, I always call it like plus one, just wherever you are now, just go one step up. I love that. And plus one. That can be, you know, that can be whatever. And I, I just remember when I first, I was a young newlywed, I didn't have kids yet. The day I realized I could make yogurt and I didn't like yogurt just didn't happen at the store. Like it actually was a process that I could like, I felt like my whole world opened in front of me. It was just the most, it was the coolest feeling. And then every single time I would experiment, like I could make soap, I could make hand sanitizer, I could make candles. Like it was like this, you know, magical moment of I can do this. I don't have to buy it. I don't have to go spend my money at Walmart anymore. So yeah, it's that to me is intoxicating and it helps 
you know, all the things it's all connected, your body, uh, your health, you're getting rid of toxins, you're feeling confident. So yeah, I love it. Um, talk to us a little bit, because as you were talking about cinnamon bark and, you know, this oil can help with different things. I know a lot of people get stuck here because we probably all have an essential oil book or two on the shelf, or we have Googled in the past, like, I want to find an oil to help with X, Y, Z, and you can get big lists of oils, right? Yes, Cinnamon, bark, yes. lavender, peppermint. And yes. so many times people are like, okay, cool. But how do I take it? How do I know how much, like, how do you help people navigate those questions when they're dealing with a more, like, I know all the conditions are different, but when they're dealing with a more serious or chronic issue. So you're saying where to start? Where to start or how do you know, yeah. like which oil and how much yeah. and all that stuff? So you start with your pain point. And I'm writing that down. I'm taking notes to remind mm. myself. Here's the thing. And I want to guide you all to something that is very objective and something that will help you for the rest of your life. If you have a chronic condition, and again, my book covers chronic conditions insofar as stress, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, libido, to again, cancer, Alzheimer's and things. We're not making any crazy claims, but we're approaching these according to what the research says. So chronic meaning long lasting right? So what would serve you well, if you have any sort of aches or pains or headaches that been going on for a while, have a health journal. It's really important to document, by the way, and to see, okay, where am I at today? So let's say, for example, it's arthritis. That's something we talk a lot about in the book. And so let's say something, joint pain or whatever, you put down in your journal, the date, whatever, April 30th, 2021 arthritis, zero being not at all an issue to 10 being, God help me, I can barely get through the day. So painful. Where do you rank with a number? Like given a number, this is literally what they teach us in medical school, chiropractic school. This is an objective health measure that you'll go back to and be like, oh, wow, it's improving. It's not improving. So what I recommend you doing it is make a list. Like this is the condition and these are the symptoms. Also it's pain, but what about sleep? What about libido? How has it affected your sex life? How has it affected your mood? Like, wow, you're right. I didn't think about that. Like I really get kind of antsy or I get anxious or I get irritable. So when you have all these different things, rank them by number being the worst and whatever the worst is, tackle that first. That's your biggest mm -hmm. pain point. Again, you're not, this is objective empirical evidence for you. Why? Because you're going to now go try something and I'll walk that, walk you through that in a minute. But let's say you're going to go monitor this a couple of weeks later, go back. And be like, okay, where am I at right now? These same five things. Let me rank them really quick, right? And then you get a number like, okay, improvement, no improvement. I'm seeing trends. And hopefully you'll go through and you'll see these numbers steadily decrease. And now you have basically your formula forever. Mm, I mean, that's important okay. because now let's say five years from now, something happens like, oh man, again, headaches again. Let me go back to my health journal. Oh, this works. Let me try this again. Let me, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is practicing aromatherapy. This is practicing mm. medicine. This is practicing whatever your healthcare is, right? So when it comes down to it, I encourage people to start at their pain point because you need a quick win and you need something to encourage you. If there's one thing I've learned about people, myself included, success breeds success and you got to get the ball rolling. And so what you'll do is you'll look at your pain point and like, okay, if it's sleep, now let's look at all the different sleep solutions out there. And, and it's like, okay, there's lavender and chamomile and vetiver, and there's all these different options. Where do I start? Well, that does take a little trial and error and quite frankly, budget. Maybe you don't have the budget yeah. to buy Roman chamomile. It's kind of a pricey. 
maybe you might want to try something a little more cost effective like lavender or clary sage, right? So it, it's it's multifaceted. But when we go through a list of oils, and my book has umpteen lists, it's to give you a basis for where to start. And let me preface that by saying it's not a recipe like Jill's wonderful recipe book. Like, Jill, what if I try to make your wonderful pie and I missed flour? It's not going to work, is it? Right? If I give you a recipe and if you don't have frankincense, it doesn't matter. Okay. okay. And that's, that's where a, people, I feel like yeah, that's I know it is. really stuck. Yes, really it stuck. is. Yes. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's not like it's a magical potion that works for everyone. What researchers do, and I've spent thousands of hours looking at their work, literally, what researchers do is they come up with concoctions and formulations because they think it works or whatever. They just play around. That's what research is. It's fun. Research and development, right? And, And they're like, well, these worked well together. Let's try that. And let's try this together. If you take out one component, it's not like the efficacy is going to drop significantly most of the time, but you got to try it out yourself. So I want to put people, because they always, myself included, we get stuck in a rut. And a lot of people, like you said, well, I don't have this. What do I need for that? Don't freak out about it. Like at the end of the day, quite frankly, use what you got available to you and try go from there. And, and again, when I have a list of 15 oils that have been clinically shown to help you reduce stress and help you with sleep, well, try typically speaking, blending one or two of them. Try, if you can use, make the blend that I put out there as a suggestion, but this is where you have to find what works for you. And this is where the beauty is. I mean, this is where the beauty is because Jill, I'm a 41, I'm a 41 year old white guy from Poland. I do have a legit different biochemistry than a seven-year-old yes. African-American from Kenya. Yeah. And so that's the other thing. Think about what works for you is not going to work for maybe your, your friend, your lover, your your pastor, your rabbi, your teacher, right? So it's a matter of finding what works for you. And that does take a little bit of trial and error. But you know what? Your audience isn't afraid of that because your audience yeah. isn't lazy. A lot of audiences I listen to like give me a pill for this. No, I'm talking to yeah. a homesteader, self-sustaining group. Hey, get your hands dirty with this stuff. Yeah. A little trial cuz how many Jill, how many recipes did you try with your soaps and lotions and potions that flopped? I'm sure a couple. Yeah, right? So yeah. that's really the train of thought, but the reality is I want to move the needle and most importantly, low-hanging fruit. So, and again, you're looking at this, you've never heard of copaiba, you never heard of ply oil, you never heard of all these things. Don't even start there. Like, I don't want to overwhelm you. Paralysis by analysis is our enemy. Amen. Paralysis by analysis is our enemy. Get started. And hopefully you get some quick wins. And next thing you know, success breeds success. Absolutely. And, you know, when we had Amy Fuel Herbalist on a couple episodes ago, she said the same thing, you know you have to just play with it and you have to experiment. Yep. And I feel like it's, we just get so stuck because so many of us are used to Western medicine. And number one, they've taught us to be scared of trying to do anything ourselves, right? You have to oh. always talk to your doctor. And so we're all very scared. And then we are used to being told exactly what to take and what quantity and when. And so this idea, it's a new idea, but it's very, I think once you start, it becomes very intuitive and, it, and it's empowering and it works yep. because this is how people have, have helped themselves long before the advent of our over-the-counter stuff with instructions on the back of the bottle. Now, here's my disclaimer. And I think it's really important to realize this too. If if someone is taking a, med- a medication for a chronic condition, 
please be careful. Yes. Um, what I did, and Jill, this was, it, it was a lot to do it. I actually hired a researcher. I hired an aromatic practitioner, um, mm-hmm. cosmetic formulator, and a professional researcher to help me with this. I created, I don't know if you saw it, but you go flip back at the appendix. I created a drug interaction chart that goes through the most commonly prescribed chronic disease medications and over the counters and said, look, these are the oils that can potentially have an interaction with, so be careful, or they're completely contraindicated. So let me throw this out to you. For those people who are using your immune boosting blend, whether whatever company you use, typically clove is in that. Be very careful of ingesting that if you're on warfarin or a blood thinner, because that can cause internal hemorrhaging. No one taught me that. No one told me that when I went on, you know, oils.com to buy oils, like that's a legitimate concern. So yes, there is a concern, but here's the thing though. You mentioned something about doctors. Your doctor should support you in your decision in whatever you want to do. You shouldn't have to feel, and it breaks my heart, but we've had friends that are going through chemotherapy that are using essential oils and supplements and taking, you know, fruits and vegetables in a medicinal way behind their back because they were afraid because they're like, that's not the right doctor to have fire her, find a new one. And and I get it. Sometimes we're restricted by PPOs, HMOs, whatever. Oh, you have, but you know what? Find a physician that's willing and open to your way of life. And that's key because they might not be an expert, but at least they're not going to automatically shut you down. And now you could be free to express who you are and and play and like, Hey doc, I want to start trying this. Okay, great. I don't see any reason, but the concern I have, especially with oncology, this is my number one complaint because there's Mm -hmm. zero, absolutely zero physiological reason for it. Medical reason for it, research reason why doctors of um, medicine that practice helping patients with chemotherapy and radiation automatically contraindicate essential oils and Mm -hmm. supplements. Zero reason to suggest that. And that's my concern is because it's just automatically, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's CYA. They're covering their assets and they're being careful because they don't want to get sued. But the reality is they're saying no to something because there's no research to prove it is helpful. Well, there's no research to prove it's not helpful. So I'm just saying that to say that's a big deal for people because there's no fear. And, and the real benefit of it, beside the rare case of people being allergic to them, if you use oils the right way, there are virtually zero side effects. That's pretty special. Like you, you have yeah, an opportunity sure. to play around and experiment without fear. Like Absolutely. You, you can't experiment with Xanax. I mean, you got to nope. follow the prescription. Not a good idea. <laughs> no, yeah. but you know what though? Using like bergamot oil. Wow. I mean, no joke. That has a... a a wonderful ability to stop panic attacks and anxiety, especially stimulating GABA, a GABA, the neurotransmitter in a similar way as benzodiazepines. But imagine, imagine weaning yourself off of these drugs under the guidance of a healthcare professional yeah. using essential oils as a crutch. That's more than possible. Yeah. And the goal, and this is something I want to encourage y'all with, the last thing I want you to do is to be stuck using essential oils for the rest of your life to keep your blood sugar balanced. Whether you're a slave to an oil, or you're a slave to a drug, you're a slave to something outside. And the goal is to help you be healed so your body's actually whole. So you don't need to use an essential oil to be disease-free. You, yeah. me, Jill, we use essential oils because we want to, to enhance our life. So what I'm trying to do is flip this on its head because a a little complaint I have with integrative medicine and functional medicine is you're basically trading supplements for drugs. 
Well, what's the difference? I don't right. want to have someone be taking a hundred dollars supplement for the rest of their life to balance their blood pressure or blood sugar. Well, yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. There are no side effects like drugs, but I don't want you to have to take anything. Like I don't take a blood sugar balancing medication because my blood sugar is balanced. Right. Right. Imagine that life. Imagine a life where you're, you're healthy. Your biomarkers are normal. That's real. Imagine where you're at a place. Oh boy. Imagine you're at a place right now where your body can properly metabolize fat. And because you're not overloading it with toxins, your body starts to naturally lose weight and reach that place of peace and calm. And next thing you know, the biggest issue you have is having to buy a new wardrobe. Well, I'll take that as a good issue. Yeah, right. absolutely. You know, like that's the benefit here and you feel better, you look better. And quite frankly, now you have a legacy and, and in the abundant life that Christ talks about becomes very apparent in your relationships, in your business and everything. Like Jill, you couldn't do what you do if you had chronic disease right now. You would be, if you had chronic fatigue, if you had chronic fatigue, how would you do what you do? And imagine the millions of people that wouldn't benefit from your work. And you know, to me, Jill, quite frankly, I I take my audience as an accountability. People rely on me. People look to me to write more books, to speak, to do things like, I can't afford to be sick. My kids can't afford to be sick. I don't want to be sick. Yeah. Like to me, it's not about looking good, feeling good. It's about fulfilling my, my purpose in God. So this goes way beyond, you know, fitting in skinny jeans for a wedding, which, okay, do it for a goal, but we're talking about a way of life. So now the next time a pandemic hits, which it will, we know it will, you're not freaking out. You're like, okay, good. I'll I'll do my measures, whatever, but I'm not afraid. I'm not going to let this cripple me and paralyze me. Absolutely. I think you're one of the first essential oil enthusiasts I've ever heard say the goal is not essential oils as a replacement for drugs permanently. That's really, that's really powerful. Please. Yeah. It's that bringing back to balance. Yeah. And how about this for all of our friends? Okay. All of our network marketing friends who hate when I say this. Okay. Here's a trick. You're not going to lose business. Why? Because instead of being on oils for disease, they're addicted like me and they're going through bottles of lemon and orange and lavender because they're just doing stuff. Like seriously, we go through so much oils for our cleaning, our body care and just natural. Like I'm diffusing a wonderful oils right now. Like we actually use more oils than we used to uh, and we're not treating disease. So it's like, it's funny. I always hear that. People, (laughs) the network marketers hate when I say that. What are you talking about? I'm your best customer. Unbelievable how much money I spend on oils. Yes, it's my job to learn and all this stuff. But we love it. And we also, though, by the way, all the money we're buying in oils, we're saving and all the other junk we're not buying. So ding, ding, ding. That's how we help you. And that's where, Jill, you come into play. But what are your co-pays for your drugs? What's your co-pays for your doctors? Like the medical expenses that the fact that here's the other thing. Our children, when they have a 104 temperature, take a note, parents, yourself, we don't rush to the hospital. That's hundreds of dollars saved with the urgent care. We use a mixture of orange and peppermint oil. We dilute it to like 2%, which is roughly 12 drops of essential oil with an ounce of a carrier oil. And that right there, I kid you not, within a half an hour, because this is again, clinically proven within 20, 30 minutes of applying oils topically on your body, the oils penetrate into your bloodstream and you'll see a reaction. And we'll find our kids going from 104 to 101 within an hour. Next day, okay, they might be at 102, do another application. They're down to 99. And the next day we're back to normal. Like that just saved me hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And no offense, I don't want to be in the hospital. 
It sucks. No. It's horrible. No. Like I was just there. My son fractured a collarbone. I was like, ah, oh, I had to make sure it was fractured. Like, what do we do? But guess what? Yeah. They sent us with the sling and be on your own. Just be careful. Like I didn't really have to go if I didn't want to, but I just wanted to make sure. Well, we right. go home, we get our wintergreen, our lavender, our arnica, and now we're using our bone strengthening blend to help heal his bones. So it's, it's so just financially, fiscally responsible, quite frankly, yep. in my yep. opinion, to make our own medicine when it's appropriate. And when this doesn't give you the desired reaction that you want, well, that's when I knock on the door of my doctor. Like, look, I tried everything I could. Yep. And what I'm doing is some, it's a different paradigm, kind of like you, Jill, try making your own for food first. And whenever you need some, go to the grocery store or make your own stuff first. But imagine making your own sleep aids, libido aids, gut aids, like everything in your medicine cabinet from Pepto-Bismol to Advil, you can have an essential oil version. Quite frankly, going back to herbs, I love herbs, but herbs won't have that punch like oils do. It's just clinically proven. So imagine you have your medicine cabinet filled with oils like clove to help with toothaches, peppermint to help with energy, um, ginger, lemon, and um, tarragon, peppermint again to help with nausea and digestion, mm-hmm. pain, copaiba, frankincense. Guys, I'm, I'm dropping truth bombs here. Like this is your medicine cabinet, yes. right? And now you get your little roller bottle, spend a couple bucks on Amazon and make your roller bottle blends, put a label on it, tummy blend, sleep blend, you know, spice up my love life blend. I'm not kidding. You don't need Viagra, guys. Yeah. You don't need Viagra. Hey, Joe, you, you, you'd like this, being a blogger. What do you think? Obviously, I've prefaced, I teed you up. You better not get this wrong. <laughs> what do you think my number one search term for essential oils are on my website? I'm, I'm guessing the spice your love life blend is probably has something to do with it. <laughs> essential oils for sex. People are searching essential oils for sex at record rates. And guess what? I'm not getting asked by the thousands of people that ask me questions every month. No one's ever asking me that. Hey, Mm. we know what people, you know why? It's a little sensitive, but but they're letting their fingers do the talking. So when I started looking at this, like, wow, a lot of people must be having problems between the sheets. And then I did the research. Oh, okay. We could do some things here. Yeah. I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm going next level here. Libido erectile dysfunction. We have a whole chapter on that. We're going to help you because I can imagine that that could ruin your marriage. That could just jam up your mental health, your emotional health. And, and why are we talking about sex on the on purpose podcast? Well, you got to be on purpose. (laughs) You got to be purposeful, right? You have to be intentional because this is all part of the life and it's a great way of living. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so much good stuff there. I love, I love that you, that there is a balance for you, even though you have written the book on essential oil usage, and this is your life's work there. You still are, you know, you see the place and time for Western medicine when needed, but that's like, that doesn't have to be the first call of action. That's just down the road. That's the same, same thing we do. You know, we see what we can do at home. And then sometimes it's nice to have that, just get some data, maybe get some blood drawn, just check things out, but they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Nope. There are times when they can work together. And I think no. that I think that helps people to be a little bit at ease that they don't have to become, you know, either or. They can have them both work at the same time. You know, home birth, perfect example. Um, yeah. We've always had backup care with a, a nurse midwife at the hospital, just in case. 
I mean, that's smart. So my wife's going to the traditional midwife and that, I mean, she comes home and then she's going to a doctor's office and being seen by the nurse, the registered nurse midwife who is right there in case we, so that's, that's our mentality always there. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, you know, um, hopefully you won't need to go to the hospital. You can have, if you, if your heart's desire is for home birth, well, you're set, but knowing though, that you have that backup care and same thing for um, parents and other people, like knowing you have that pediatrician there just in case. And, and again, it's just important to choose the right individual and we can go all day about that, yeah. but yeah, it, it is, it's, it's a smart and I would dare I say common sense that we do take that approach. Same thing with food supply. Like if you were completely self-sustaining, Jill, I don't know. I don't know how you would do Like, I'm assuming you go to the store sometimes, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. right. So yeah, there's this element. A network. Yes. You need your network of people. And, and we talked, we have an episode on in the season about just like how important community is and to have people you can have, have more knowledge than I have. So I can go ask them questions and they ask me questions and it, yep. yeah, it's really important. So same with, same with healthcare. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we have talked about a lot of different oils over the last few minutes. Can you, let's say we have a homesteader who has yeah. a passing knowledge of oils, but they're really inspired now. Can you kind of give them somewhere to start if they want to stock kind of their everyday preparedness oil kit? I mean, I know this could be a, a, a big, big list, but give us like your top between five and 10. Yeah, I, I would say for me, um, peppermint, orange, clove, um, eucalyptus, I would have um, cinnamon bark, not leaf, cinnamon bark. And I'm thinking of something like, um, I'm trying to think also cost effectiveness. I would love everyone to have copaiba. Mm-hmm. It's a great Copaiba. oil. Copaiba yes. is interesting because it stimulates the CB2 receptors in the endocannabinoid system. It basically acts like yeah. CBD does without any kind of psychotropic effects. Yeah. Um, with those oils itself, like just just those oils in lavender, of course. Um, of course. And okay, we're talking to you. We're talking to women. Clary sage okay. and okay. geranium. All right, I think that's enough. So again, <laughs> I gave a list. But between all of those, again, I just listed all these oils, whether it's energy, whether it's sleep, whether it's hormone balancing, whether it's pain, whether it's um, libido. I mean, um, you know, I would always err on the side of buying more citrus oils if you can afford it. Mm -hmm. And if you have that little extra um, budget, bergamot and lime and neroli oh boy mm, i mean I it's neroli. just the thing is is that the mental health and especially on the wake of what we've gone through as a culture a world experience you know unlike any yes. other experience even the world wars there are still countries that were pretty much not affected by world wars in a mm-hmm. sense not like this what we just went through and are going through there is such a mental health crisis right now and so a lot of folks aren't even realizing and this is real serious, by the way, everyone has been traumatized at one level or another, even if it was to the simple level that your stores were closed and you weren't able to leave your house, like forced quarantine traumatized yeah. people. So we're on the wake of a, of a true pandemic of post-traumatic stress disorder that people aren't even prepared for. And they're yeah. experiencing it. We're seeing suicide skyrocketing. Why am I talking about this on the Homesteader podcast? Your mental health <laughs> is so key. Your it mental is. health is so key. And there are proven remedies to help like in the citrus oils by and large they're so versatile for everything whether it's cleaning body care food and mental health and the thing about citrus oils they're rich in a chemical known as d-limonene which is anti-inflammatory and research has suggested that they that chemical limonene kills 
cancer cells in vitro. So this is what we consider a just chronic disease-free preventative lifestyle where we like to incorporate citrus oils. I'm diffusing some right now with some tree oils, but I would err on the side of, you know, you can't go wrong, but the thing is this, find what works for you and orange and bergamot and lime are my three favorite. Um, I like lemon. It's nice. I like grapefruit. Okay. But man, it just resonates with me. But you know what? That's the other thing. There's a study I quote my book. It blew my socks off about hopelessness. And long in the short of it is, again, context of COVID, who hasn't gone through maybe some level of hopelessness? Will this end? Am I going to get sick? What's life like? I mean, it's just like hopelessness has defined the experience, quite frankly. And, and you look at someone who might you might think is on some kind of crazy drug This always sees the silver lining in the cloud. Like, yeah, some people are, are geared towards that, but it's also a muscle that you could flex. Yes but it's also something you can hack into. And so how do you do that? There was a research study that evaluated people in a hopeless situation. And they made them, they asked them to perform a task, a hopeless task, like it's unsolvable. And guess what it was? Kind of ironic that a few years ago, they asked these participants to do this. It was a task to solve social discrimination. It's kind of like putting a group of people in 20, uh, 25 group of people in one room and saying, hey, solve systemic racism. And another group saying solve systemic racism. One group had aromatherapy. The other group didn't. Here's what came out of it. The aromatherapy was orange and vanilla. Well, who doesn't like creamsicle, dreamsicle, yep. orange and vanilla, orange Julius? Yeah. Um, I love it. And they found that the people going through the unsolvable task to create hopelessness, helplessness, because they enjoyed the aroma and the more they enjoyed the smell, the less hopeless and helpless they felt. And it helped them cope with the fact that they couldn't solve this problem where the yes. people that didn't have the aroma, they're just in their own pit of hell. There's like nothing good from it. Depression, anxiety, ugh, this sucks. It was, but to say, you're telling me a happy aroma can help me deal with hopelessness and helplessness? Yeah, clinically proven. And so there's reasons why. There's there's scientific reasons. There's neurological reasons what it does to the dopamine receptors and serotonin. But imagine you have that control at your fingertips, right? So why am I saying this to the homesteader is maybe your crop dies. Maybe your calf dies, unfortunately, with an infection. Maybe you're, you're struggling financially. Like just because all hell's breaking loose around you doesn't mean you have to completely internalize it. And maybe, you know, like that crazy verse in the Bible, I could be content in all situations. Like, yeah, Paul was just high. No, Paul was not high. Paul learned a secret, a spiritual secret that I'm kind of giving you a little tip to hack into through essential oils. You could do that. And so all that to say is find an aroma that works for you. But at the end of the day, though, you know, nothing's going to help tooth pain like clove and nothing's going to help boost your energy and help with muscle aches like peppermint. Like that's just like, that's science. But when it comes down to it, I'm really trying to help people with their emotional and mental well-being too. Absolutely. And I think what you said is so crucial that, I mean, we know if you've ever opened a bottle of essential oil, you know, it makes you feel something. I mean, yes. it, 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 you, but I think a lot of people assume it's in their head or it's just, you know, oh, I must've imagined it. But the science backs it up. Like this is an actual, this is a scientifically proven reason that you do feel better. So it's not just, you know, um, snake oil or it's not just woo woo. It actually, there is documented evidence. And I love that in so much of what you do in all of what you do, it's all evidence-based. 
And I feel like it's so powerful because there's so many skeptics out there. Um, and to see, I mean, we know it works. A lot of us know it works just intuitively, but to see the evidence is, is wow. It's, it's good. So, so I always appreciate your content. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. One last question, uh, as we kind of wrap up, this is the, this is kind of the elephant in the room. I saved it to last. I don't know. It just, oh, just happened to trickle to the end. That, uh, internal <laughs> usage of essential oils. Ooh. What are your thoughts? Well, we have about 15 capsule remedies in my book. Everything to help you with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, um, even things to help with Alzheimer's and heart disease. So here's my question. And it's funny. It's like, come on, everyone. And it's one of those things where when an aromatherapist recommends against it, when you're letting Dr. Google tell you, here's the question, what do you think flavors your Coca-Cola? What do you think flavors your peppermint mint patty? And I'll tell you, it's not a real essential oil. It's a synthetic essential oil that we know is not good for us. But why do we call them essential oils? Because A, they're not essential to our life and they're not oils. Whoa, that's crazy. Vitamins, minerals, fats, proteins. You don't eat these components, you will die. You will not die if you don't use essential oils. They are considered bioactive components, secondary metabolites. All that to say is they're rich in antioxidants will help you feel better. They're not necessary for life. So they're not essential and they're not oils. They're not like olive oil, right? So yeah, is that funny? But you know why they're called essential oils? Because- they're known and thought years thought, you know, to be the very essence of food and aroma, flavor and aroma. Again, this is historic. So our, our, you know, we're talking hundreds of years ago, the people who coined this, these essential oils, because the essence of flavor and aroma, that's what they are. Yeah. So when you look at it, there is no concern. The reality is the concern is doses, dosage specifically. So what that mean, a drop of lime, a drop of cilantro and your guacamole, yum, has zero risk factor. It will just make everything taste better. And by the way, it has a subtle therapeutic effect because it's rich in antioxidants and all kinds of great stuff. But when you're trying to like prevent or to treat or manage a condition, a health condition, well, you need to up the game a little bit. And that's where, trust me, follow my guidelines because this is evidence-based. We never go over five drops at a dose Mm -hmm. and it's always in a gel capsule. So it protects your mouth, protects your esophagus, protects your stomach. So you get a gel capsule, you fill it with some olive oil, put a couple drops of oil. Wow. That sounds like a lot. It sounds like work. It sounds like a pain in the butt. Well, it's something that I encourage you to consider is that this isn't easy, but neither is being sick. You know what I mean? Like think about all the effort it took to get sick and how to get out of it. And if it means you preparing your own gel capsules, and by the way, some companies sell pre-prepared gel capsules, buy them, but there's no concern. Now the concern is dosing and there are max limits, like certain oils, you don't want to have more than 20 drops a day. And I cover all that in my book, actually. I actually have yeah, a chart. You do a really good I job. I cover that because there's no fear. So anyway, I'll let, I'll, I'll just say again, if you're consuming in 50%, this is crazy, right? Of all the oils manufactured in the world, 50% of those are used by the food and flavor industry. Mm-hmm. And then you have about 25% for cleaning industry. Like, what do you think's your goo gone? And then an itty bitty portion is just used by you and me and the aromatherapy. So as many of millions and millions of drums of oils that Young Living and doTERRA and all these companies sell, just an itty bitty drop of what it's used in the world. So all that to say, zero concern, just use them right, be smart, 
follow the advice from the experts. Enjoy. Yeah. Good advice. Um, I remember the first time I saw that statistic, I think in your first book, it talked about how 50% of the oils are produced for food, the food industry. I'm like, oh, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. But so, the, you know, when yep. you see artificial flavor, that's bad yeah. news bears. Yep. Anything synthetically, I go, your, your, your community knows this, but synthetic fragrances, synthetic flavors, they're neurotoxins. That's where you want the natural flavors. But, you know, you go to the FDA and search up what natural flavors are. It's it's like it says essential oils right there. It's like yeah. on the FDA website. So all that to say is I'm glad you asked that question because we just need to hit the elephant in the room, so to speak. But yeah. we're trying to prevent and manage disease now. Right. We're, we're yeah. way beyond just smelling good and making our own soaps. Yes. Like this is okay. We got to up the game a little bit. So the only disclaimer I've had is please check out the drug interaction chart in my book to make sure, because by the way, the only true contraindications is when you are ingesting oils, you have zero concern when inhaling essential oils, mm-hmm. regardless of the drug you're on. Yep. Very little concern when you apply them topically. But when you adjust them, that's when you have to think twice if you are taking a pharmaceutical. Because makes sense. You know, yeah, makes total you know, sense. Yeah, good advice. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm so glad you included that list in your book because there's, I've had so many questions over the years of people, and I sometimes I just don't know always where to send them because if I say ask, no. ask your doctor, the doctors don't really know. No. They are not familiar enough with oils to give um, solid. There's advice, no so. research. I mean, there's no yeah. resource, Joe. Like, I'm not kidding. Like. Out of all my aromatherapy text, out of the uh, Robert Tisserin's, I love it, his essential oil safety book, there is yeah. no chart that clearly delineates the drugs. And that's where it's like, I'll tell you, it, it's something that I, I I, just knew I had to do because if I'm going to yeah. go put my flag out in the air and be, throw my banner on chronic disease, but it's it's a shame. It, nothing like this is available yeah. anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's do it. So yep. it's peer reviewed. It's researched, it's appropriated, it's scientific, and it's a great baseline. But you're right. No doctor or pharmacist has been trained, or nor do they even have the ability. They don't even know where to find this stuff. Yeah. Right. So anyway, all that to say it's it, it's super, it's super helpful. And we hope that you print it out, save it, yep. and share it with a friend. I love it. Any last words of wisdom or encouragement for the audience as they're now ready to embark on this new essential oil journey or look at essential oils in a different way. Keep on, just keep on keeping on, just keep on following Jill, her work, be inspired. I love it. Plus one. I just want to reinforce what you just said, up level it just a little bit. Start with the low hanging fruit, be encouraged, get some quick wins. And you know what, just have hope. And I I want to speak to people that are battling something right now, like a chronic condition or a disease. I truly, truly believe God has given our bodies to heal itself under the right conditions and, and slowly start to approach your life holistically. You know, the yeah. less toxins, the better food you eat, the more you start to do yourself, all the f- stuff that you're learning from Jill, but as you use essential oils, I want you to have faith. I do. I want you to have faith that it's going to work. I want you to have faith and hope. I want to tap into that placebo effect because it does make an effect, but I want you to enjoy it. So that's it. I, I just, I hope and pray that people leave this discussion, but also all your interviews and all your different discussions, just empowered because this is a life worth living Amen. and it's a fun, enjoyable life. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So where can folks connect with you? You have, you have a lot of content. So guys, Eric produces some amazing content. 
all over the place. Um, you got to check out his book. It's available September of 2021. So we have to wait a little bit, but I'm sure pre-orders will be coming eventually, right? No, yeah, later. we've already sold a bunch of copies. Now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So go pre-order it now and then you don't have to yeah. remember. It will just have it done. Um, yeah. So where can folks connect with you on the web? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the book is The Essential Oils Apothecary. And if you go to eoapothecary.com, sign up and we have a really sweet little gift package for you with demo videos and all kinds of fun little charts. We actually take a bunch, the drug interaction chart. We put it in yeah. PDFs. You can print it out. Oh, um, it's our gift to you, eoapothecary.com. And in the meantime, just want to hang out in my world, go to naturallivingfamily.com. And we have tons of free resources and great little inspiration for you. And love to to get to know you more. And we didn't even, I mean, I mentioned your family in the introduction, but um, Eric has a beautiful wife and a bunch of beautiful kids. And his wife is a gardener. So they have some really good garden info as well. Um, So I know you guys, if you like this podcast, you like my stuff, you'll get a lot of value out of Eric and his family's content as well. So be sure to go have a look. Um, thank you again, Eric. This was awesome. We should have done it a long time ago. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe later this year when the book comes out, we'll, we can have you back on and chat about okay. some more topics. So this was fantastic. So much good content, so much good info. I know a lot of people are going to be feeling inspired from this. Awesome. Joel, thanks so much for having me. God bless. 